so Rebecca and I do have some housekeeping to do in terms of the uh, overall integrity of this podcast. Rebecca, do you want to um, kick it off? Sort of uh, take us through our uh, our sort of mortal sin and what we need to do to rectify it. Our journey as lonely girls, as we all know, are mortal girls. And mortal girls have things that they yes. can improve on. Um, we are yes. not the best at pronouncing names mm. or, or anything, really. We have – or anything – but we, yes, that, we that are, doesn't um, mean we yes. should settle for not being good at pronouncing things. No. I no, we we do not n- want to not pronounce things right. Thus far, thus far, we are on episode 11 and we have a death <laughs> toll of 4, <laughs> which is we have four names that we that's continue enough. to just murder. So, there are four names that we have um just done an absolute disservice to. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest one that we want to um, just say off the top is Zendaya. Mm-hmm. We were calling her Zendaya. That is not how you pronounce her name. It is Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is Ray Fines. We were calling him Ralph Fines. That's not how you say his name. It's Ray Fines. Mm-hmm. Our third one is Kieran Hines, who we were pronouncing as Syrian Hines. That's not how you say his name. Mm-hmm. The fourth one, Rebecca, I actually don't know who the fourth one is. It's Francis Hodgson. <laughs> Francis. Oh, God. We've been okay, saying so Hodgkin. The, 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 we've been putting in a magic K. Hodgkin. There is no Hodgkin there. It's Francis Hodgson Burnett. Mm-hmm. And that is the patron saint of our whole goddamn <laughs> podcast. And we've been saying her name wrong. So I'm so sorry. Um, Kieran. Kieran Hines. Mm-hmm. Zendaya. Zendaya. And Ray Fines. Ray Fines. Um, and we are – this Fiennes. is us committing to doing better – and we love our lonely girls even Better. more so for holding us to this standard and also believing that we can do better and we will. This is not <laughs> That the- we are capable of pronouncing people's names right. Yes. And um and yes, and this is not <laughs> the last time we will disappoint you. <laughs> um and <laughs> this is certainly not certainly not the last time we will disappoint you um but feel free to call us out in the future when we do we love you so much thank you so much um moving on ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen boys and girls um i would just like to thank you all for coming to uh the lonely girls podcast um to sort of join together Um, the loneliest girls in history and how we examine archive and applaud them. I am your maid of honor, Madeline Turner, and I am joined by the flower girl to end all flower girls. I am glowing from the outside in and the inside out, Maddie. That was so good. I didn't just make that. (laughs) No, it's I didn't improv that at all. Um, So... (laughs) Real fast, what are you drinking, Maddie? 
Um, I'm drinking uh, <laughs> straight orange juice. No, no alcohol in and... in said orange juice. And you are drinking just a mm-hmm. a, a mango mm-hmm. in a can. It's uh, lukewarm and has been in the back of my car uh, from Tyen, a wedding. I went to – that's right, boys and girls. We're oh about to do the lonely girl gosh. moment of the week. But I am already setting us up with my usual flair. Um, We're going to talk uh, about uh, uh, weddings. Did you hear me just include Cinden the Clowns? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, like, if there's a really specific mm-hmm. vibe that people are wanting – and the vibe is like mellow, sort of chill. I will put on our Lonely Girls playlist, plugging the Lonely Girls playlist. And I was on a dinner party, a Nancy Myers-themed mm-hmm. dinner party, by the way. Um, and the evening was sort of winding down. And I put on our Lonely Girls uh, playlist. And the first <laughs> song that came on was Send in the Clowns by Judy Dench. Because out of it's all the, the songs on the playlist, that's I, I it, it that's the most Did important one to you. Did you tell everyone that it's the only song I care about? Um, no, I just let it I just let it ride out. And and honestly, I don't think anyone noticed it. It was a crowd that it was a crowd that would have like really accepted that. This is the same crowd that will watch like Chicago at a at a drop of a bowler hat, you know? Very long part of it is um Desiree, I'm sorry. I should have never have hurt you. To flirt with virtue is no attention <laughs> of being shaped. Please know that I'm sorry. And then there's like a long pause. Send in the clowns. I feel like send in the clowns is something. I, I, I It doesn't come in, in its entirety, but I'll do something where I'm like, I don't know, Maddie, you're being a little silly right now. And all I can hear in the background is just Judy Dench going, send in Don't bother. Clowns. <laughs> and I love that she can't stay. Um, so anyways, um, speaking of mm. clownery, buffoonery, we're going to first check in with our mm. lonely girl moment of the week. Um, do you want to start, Rebecca? Or I want you to would start you like because me to start? We, I'm excited. I actually went to Canada really recently, which is kind of insane. And I'm not going to divulge anything about the trip to Canada. Um, this lonely girl moment happens on the way home from Canada. I had a lovely time in, in, in the Maple Leaf mm-hmm. state, country. A very lovely time. I had like a layover. I had a pretty intense layover in Michigan. I think that was the state I was in. And um, I had a, a, a like a long, long, long time before I had to get back to my gate. And so I was sort of like meandering around the area after I, you know, got off the airplane, um, you know, had my stupid duffel bag just slung around my shoulder um, and realized that that the gate that I had to get to for my next flight, although like four hours away from taking off, was like literally the entire length of the airport away. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so terrible. So I um, put on my headphones and I really just sort of like, I make this a moment uh, that I can get through in a sort of substantial way. And so I put on a very good playlist. Um, and the first song <laughs> on that playlist is – <laughs> It's Send in the Clowns. <laughs> 
But I mean, like, there's nothing worse than having to just, like, lug a stupid Mm -hmm. fucking duffel bag over your shoulder, just cutting into your your trapezoid or whatever, um, just hobbling through, like, a just squeaking down the Mm -hmm. linoleum floors of an airport. Um, What I didn't realize is, like – this the next gate that I got to, or the yeah, the next gate that I got to started God's gift to humanity, the moving sidewalk. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And so all of a sudden, I am zooming. I am zooming through this airport. I am listening. Oh, I didn't even say well, the it's song. It's not sending the clowns. The song I started listening to. <laughs> There's only two it's categories. Not, no, it's certainly songs. not. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the song I was listening to is by a lovely girl known by the name of Carly Rae Jepsen. I unfortunately am not a Carly Rae head. I will own up to that. I have not been on top of her discography as of late, but she just released an album. She released a single called Western Wind, which um, I have forced literally every person in my life to listen to because it is the best song that's ever been made, written, and recorded. So my lonely girl moment of the week is me just flying through the Detroit, Michigan airport, western wind playing on my noise-canceling headphones, just like on my way to be a jet-setting girl to get to this gate that is literally probably two miles away. Legitimately, it's a massive airport. (laughs) But it was so beautiful and I was having such a good time that I just kept repeating the song and I just kept replaying it over and over and over again. And I probably listened to Western Wind a total of like seven times until I got to my gate. Um, And it was lonely, but it was beautiful. And I would highly recommend if you are in an airport and you are on sort of like the moving sidewalk with your stupid fucking duffel bag that you promise that you're you're going to get a rolling bag. You're going to get one of those four-wheeled rolling bags every time you get on an airplane yeah. and you don't do it. <laughs> you you choose a duffel bag every time cuz you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. This time, um you listen to Western Wind by Carly Rae Jepsen and you get to your gate. It's 3 hours ahead of wins. schedule. Cheers to that, babes. Oh, cheers. Cheers to that. Okay, Rebecca, tell me your lonely girl moment of the week. I was – went to a coffee shop, spontaneously got to have beautiful coffee with very smart Kate. I just hit her up. I just hit her up and yes. she came. Ugh, so fun. So we had a good time. I left her. She got oh her nails gosh. done. Thank goodness, really, the only thing that matters is very smart Kate was not caught in the rain. More important than anything else, thank goodness, she had nails to get done. Um, send us pictures, very smart Kate. <laughs> Please. Within four seconds of her going in, I pull yes. up my headphones, call Maddie. And we're talking, and out of nowhere, the rain, just yes. as we all know, Georgia rain, it's like, it was still bright outside, and it's warm rain, and it's misting me. And I go, it's going away. It's going away. I still had my headphones on. I am a Southern girl. I know it's going away. It didn't go away. It got heavier and heavier. And then I, like, make it a little bit farther away, and then I hide under, like, neath the tree, because, like, the sidewalk was still dry where the limbs were. And I was like, see, I'm f- I'll am just wait it out. Then I'm like, yeah, it's, yes. it's, I'll, I'll be fine. So I keep walking. And then it gets heavier and heavier. And even under the trees, it is still wet. And just set the picture. I am wearing 
a white Victorian nightgown and matching tiny white ballet slippers. Like a true princess. I I truly Mm. have not brushed my hair. I have no makeup on and I look like a girl who has escaped from an orphanage. Then it starts raining harder (laughs) and harder until I am hiding under an like a house. And at this point, I... I do want to give context. Rebecca and I are still on the phone. We've been talking this entire time on the phone. <laughs> and I like had the phone to my ear and then it, cause I've got to protect the headphones. They're more important than anything. I am, I only have a light canvas bag from that bookshop that we went to, Maddie. That's it. Oh my gosh. That and is that's a, a light, light canvas bag. I'm pretty sure it's hidden under it's that. It's so easy to hide right because it's so light. <laughs> It's so it's light, so guys. Light. So I just know that the three most expensive so things in my life, these pieces of technology are being ruined, melting as I hold them. And I'm under this like beautiful like uh archway over a home and I'm in the rain and I'm like, Maddie, Maddie, I just checked the weather. It's going to rain 100% for the next hour. What do I do? And Maddie said, Rebecca, run. <laughs> And she said, for one, and I was going to do it. You said, I you really said take everything off, which I was thinking, I was like, okay, I'm yeah. wearing a nightgown, but I guess. And she said, take everything off. And I said, I'm only wearing a dress. And you were like, oh, well, you don't have to take that off. Put it under the dress. I was very confused. <laughs> Run. Under and your she dress said, it's and not just going run. to get as wet as you think. It yes. Is. And with that, dear listeners, yeah. um, you too, it will not get you, no matter how deep the storm, it will nothing will be as wet as you think. <laughs> your your technology <laughs> not get as your technology will not get as soaked as you think. Think it will. My white Mary Janes, as I was running, I was squi- the water was squishing out with every step. I was truly drenched from head <laughs> to toe, and my white Victorian nightgown was clinging against me in the most lovely way. <laughs> I truly am upset that the person that owned the house was not the love of my life and did not come out and I met him no. or her. Or anyone in the pouring yeah. rain. How yeah. dare you? That was. Ugh. It would have been so. It's what I deserve. Sexy. It is what you deserve. Speaking of what we deserve in terms of ceremony mm-hmm. and partnership in the grand scheme of living mm-hmm. and life. We're going to talk about weddings. One thing, one thing that Rebecca and I in the early stages of our friendship uh, found out about one another is that we both have very interesting ties to the wedding industry, not necessarily in the context of attending them as guests. We do have that, but more so in, and sort of the mm, sort of, Uh, external ecosystem of weddings. The wedding planning industry is something that we are both very familiar with, very intimate with Mm -hmm. in different ways. And so Rebecca, do you, would you like to sort of give your, um, your, exactly your credentials in terms of understanding weddings? So my credentials begin with first, I was a cater waiter for weddings. I was paid $1,000 
During college, $12 an hour. That's amazing. <laughs> job I had had before, I was getting paid $7.25. So $12 an hour cater waiter? Hell yeah. We're going to talk more about these roles, but I'm just yes. ticking them off. Then I worked at Paper Source where I helped people design wedding stationery. So that's another one. Earth is I used to sell engagement rings, which was me going to mint. I didn't tell you this, did I? I didn't know about this. My I face know. just went, Very interesting. huh? I, I, Maddie and I always <laughs> learning about each other. Earlier, our, conver- our hour-long conversation mm. before we started recording, I think the most, our, pri- our warm-up was me saying, Maddie, you know nothing about me. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you did. And I was like, you're so true. The trueness you're so of true, me. I don't. And then um, in the Deep South selling engagement rings is me just going, do you like this one or this one? And then picking up a new one and asking a man, do you like mm. this one or this one? It it works. It works on girls too. And then now, famously, well, then yes. I used to run a social media account for famously. Mother of the Bride Dresses where I wrote wedding advice on like what to wear, what not to wear. And an ad copy, an ad copy for wedding dresses. Work at a wedding dress shop. And I sell wedding dresses. Okay, Maddie, go for it. Yes. Okay, so my credentials are much less, I would say, varied, but I did spend a considerable chunk of my late teens to early 20s working in the wedding planning industry um, as a wedding co- a wedding planner and a day of coordinator. So I have been the person shuttling people down the aisles. I have been the person prepping wedding tables, setting everything from the ground up. I have also um, worked as a caterer for weddings, day of caterer. As a waiter um, or and an organizer like some, of the cater? As a cater waiter. As a waiter. Yeah, as a waiter. I would get I would get cater waiter. I have also worked as a day of caterer and uh, been a part of the wedding process pretty much at every point with every single person. Uh and I think there's something really – and we haven't even talked about the fact that we've been yeah. bridesmaids Do you know what in, your in bridesmaid count is? This, this is just professional. Like you've been twice. What? It's just two. It's just two. You are – you are – what is your count? Tell minus, me your body count. Mine is four <laughs> and at the end of a wedding, uh, the sister of a bride once drunkenly came up to me. You were even better than a bridesmaid. You should have been a bridesmaid. So I do count that as five. You can count that as five. This episode, we are going to talk about what this whole freaking podcast is about, Lonely Girls, through the context Mm -hmm. of a wedding and sort of the different roles that we have occupied as Lonely Girls, one can occupy as Lonely Girls, in the context of weddings and all the sort of tomfoolery they, uh, they, they inspire within all of us. So as a cater waiter, I remember so vividly because it is like debatable. So much of this is also so dependable on the wedding. Weddings can either be the most fun days or the worst days. And this was a particularly bad wedding. I remember I was in some kind of basement of a um, country club. It was nice. And I remember the bride. It was so sad. I was a cater waiter going around going like, do you want this? The bride and the groom were in separate rooms, and they seemed both very unhappy 
and she was surrounded by her mm. friends and just seemed almost like she wasn't a part of the conversation. She just like she was just it was just sitting there and you could tell she was so unhappy and there were the whole vibe mm. was like anyone having a good time was just toasted but like it was a very much an uh, obligatory how do you say that obligatory obligatory so it was very obligatory and I just remember watching that scene and it's painted in my mind so vividly. I as a cater waiter just witnessed it. I as a cater waiter have one of my Oh, one of the weddings I worked at. This is this is funny and psychotic. One of the weddings I worked at as a cater waiter. Um it was a lovely wedding. It was in sort of like an LA arts district warehouse. The the bride and groom were a very mm-hmm. hip couple. And as they transitioned from the ceremony into the, you know, like the cocktail hour slash dinner reception part, there's music that was put on. So the DJ is no longer in charge of whatever is playing. It's just probably sort of like a playlist. <laughs> and the song that begins to play that sort of signals everyone into um, moving from <laughs> the ceremony into the reception is Africa by Toto. <laughs> Africa by Toto. I bless the rains down in Africa. I'm not going to sing it. Um, you know what I'm talking about. And I, my head is sort of in a tizzy because this is like, as a caterer, this is like my go time. Um, I'm actually working this wedding with a couple friends. Um, and we're like, we're on all, we're firing on all cylinders. And it isn't until like about like five minutes away, five minutes later that I realized that <laughs> Africa by Toto is still playing. <laughs> and and it's one of those things where we're sort of looking at each other is like, is has it only been like two minutes since we started doing this. And so we sort of like, we're conscious now of the song and alongside us, the other wedding guests are very conscious of the fact that this song has, they they feel like they've been listening to the song for a while. So the song ends and then immediately picks back up to that dun, 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 dun. So Africa by Toto starts up again. And so everyone's like, oh, that's really weird. I I wonder if like the song is just like on repeat. And so like if there's an accident there with like, I don't know, like an Apple music playlist, someone would have figured it out. We keep doing our job. We think this, this can't be, there can, they can't play Africa by Toto one more time. By now, everyone's sat down. The dinner is happening. People are in their seats. The song ends. Dun, 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 dun. The song starts over again. This continues, I'm not mm-hmm. kidding, 15 times. The song continues to play 15 times over. The groom, as sort of like a little psychotic social experiment, just decided that he wanted <laughs> Africa by Toto to play over and over and over again <laughs> until people started losing their minds. And it really was a, so- a social experiment because what you got to see was sort of the, the, the sort of the mob mentality where there was sort of this like, ah, no, not this song again. 
then the sort of <laughs> acceptance of it and everyone dancing to the song and everyone laughing and being like, this is so absurd. And then it happening again. <laughs> and then being like, no, not, not this song again. Until they were sort of like flipping chairs, being like, not Africa by Toto again. Um, all at this like just beautiful sort of wedding ceremony where I'm losing my mind because there's not enough fucking guac in the, like the guac bowl and I have to re- refill the chips and um, get open bottles for people and bring them their, I don't know, chicken. Actually, it was pizza. It was pizza. What an interesting But it is one of weddings. my – it was one of the most – it was one of the most surreal mm-hmm. mo- moments of my life. Um, and, it, and it was wonderful because mm-hmm. I felt so outside of it because I was just the caterer. I was just staff. And so I could exist and sort of observe people in this moment. And whether or not I wanted to mm-hmm. listen to Africa by Toto was not. Mm-hmm. It wasn't up to me. If I had been a guest, maybe I would have said something. Mm-hmm. But not as a caterer. I wouldn't have done that. I, I as as you were telling the story, I was like, I'm really jealous of you because that didn't have to be your wedding that this <laughs> happened on. This didn't have to be your friends where you would get annoyed no. at them, but you did get to in like experience no. it, which I I do think that is something that everyone should experience. As you were also talking, what's genius about Africa by Toto is that's a really long song, so it. Mm. Sneaks it's a really long song on you. And it also is sort of like it's got this sort of like <laughs> smooth jazz feel that can sort of lull you into a into mm-hmm. a sense of complacency. But then that dun 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 is like a very sort of yeah, it really is. Yeah, really but it has that wedding moment it. where you all jump so, and point <laughs> and go, it's gonna take a lot of take me away. Okay, so we're mm-hmm. we're talking about lonely girls at a wedding. Um, I'm going to give okay, my pitch go. for the loneliest girl at a wedding. The loneliest girl at a wedding, potentially, potentially, depending on the wedding, and mm. this is this is gender neutral. Mm. Is the plus one? It's good, right? I think being a plus one at a at a wedding, I wouldn't no. have any experience with this. Um, no, not not recently, not in another country. Um, not ever. Uh, but I do think there's something very specifically lonely girl and intentionally lonely girl about being a plus one at a wedding because your job is either to entertain someone who does not want to be at this event or to stand alongside someone who's sort of celebrating a very important occasion in someone's life that they care about. And it has a- nothing about. to do with you. Yes. And you can't make it about you because that would be insane. Balancing this existence of take up spaces and like, not like make them look good, but don't make them look bad that you were their choice, but also like don't take up the spotlight. Can I tie in a story I don't think I'll ever have another opportunity to tell? This is a Judd Apatow moment waiting to happen. It was actually a funeral and I was a plus one at my friend's funeral for her grandmother she didn't want to be left alone. I'm sitting okay. next to her. And then accidentally I realized Got it. I'm in the receiving line for the condolences. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like 
Oh, no. Like a hundred people were lined up and I wasn't going to be like, oh, no, don't worry. I never met her. Oh, don't worry. I never. Because I was at the beat. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, don't worry. I didn't care about her. So I'm going to throw the mood off terribly. So I just go, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for coming for like an hour (laughs) for people. Oh, my God. They really were trying to get to the family. Like, I didn't matter, but my job was not to yeah. ruin the receiving line. Not to not kill to, the vibe. Not to kill Which, the vibe. Not to kill the vibe. I think I think that's the job of a plus one is don't kill the vibe. Whatever the vibe is, it is your job to mm-hmm. maintain it or improve it. And if and if you're if you improve the vibe by just sort of existing good if you improve the vibe by being the life of the party if you yeah. if you are needed for that, i i, I mean that. that's kind of I, i'm not gonna make my pitch for bridesmaids but i do strongly say the job of the bridesmaid is that weekend or whenever you were with those other bridesmaids your job is you guys are best friends i don't care if you can't remember yes. if that is Caroline or Carolyn, she is your best friend until you have gotten in that car yes. and put every everything up and you have driven away because – Oh, mm-hmm. you have packed up all those presents in that stupid minivan of her, of her father-in-law's. Yes. Yes. I'm going to make the pitch for – the flower girl um or really any any child at a oh a baby at a wedding is so lonely like nine times out of ten the invite says no here's the thing if you're the flower girl you snuck your way in no one else is gonna come and hang out with you You i remember when i was a flower girl for my aunt aunt lisa hi lisa I have never looked more beautiful, nor will I ever. I had a cream, <laughs> like the satin ribbon started right here, like right at the, like where would you, like right yes. here, like empire waist. I had it on a cream dress. I had a satin empire yes. waist. My red auburn hair was in curls, 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 and it was piled on top of my head like Cinderella. Oh I had sprigs gosh. of Per, like pearls oh my in my hair. I was so beautiful. And <laughs> and I really will never be that pretty again. It was and I knew that and it and was that's my okay. Night. But also Lisa, I'm so sorry. Your wedding, I I was probably 5. I took it so seriously, but I don't I was probably at 7 o'clock at night, but I felt like it was 3 o'clock in the morning and it was so late. <laughs> Was so it was late, so late, and I was late. so sleepy, was so and I late. just wanted to go to bed. <laughs> and my little brother, actually, the ring bear, is not a lonely girl because boys don't care. Girls are like, don't no. mess this up. Got to do a good job. Got to do a good job. But as a child, where children are not wanted, and you are at once in one way very precious and important, but also very isolated, and you're very aware that this is the peak of your existence. As a little girl, did you ever go around the playground being like, have you ever been a flower girl? Yes. 
No, and it was it, it was, was a huge point. It was a huge point of insecurity and mm-hmm. until it happened to me. Shout out to my shout out to my well, mm-hmm. okay, so the first time was my aunt Amy. The second time was for my mom. So that sort of it was a little bit yeah, of like a, it was a little uh, bit like about a, a consolation. Like I was the only girl I, Yeah, I was the only girl in that family mm-hmm. for like a very long time. And so like if I wasn't I was the youngest <laughs> girl that they had. Yeah. So it would be me. But for my aunt Amy, the I do remember the dress that I had. And I, I feel like you'll really, really appreciate this. It had okay, so it's it had this sort of like tulle. It, it was a, it was an empire waist as well, and it had this sort of mm. like tulle overlay that had like two layers that were sewn together. So it was almost like a bag, and in this bag, inside the tulle overlay, were flower petals. So inside the dress, they were plastic, so they didn't, you know, wilt, but they were these colorful plastic flower petals. So I really was like a flower girl. (laughs) And I remember being like, oh my God, (laughs) am I at the height of fashion right now? (laughs) Is this the most amazing thing I will ever yes. wear. And honestly, I think it might have been. I don't remember being a flower girl for my Aunt Amy's wedding. I do remember being a flower girl for my mom's wedding. I think because at that point I had sort of like spawned in and I had like real intense like consciousness of my actions and like my mm. – I, I perceived myself a lot. I think I was like seven, maybe even six. Yikes. Um, And I remember – um, is sitting up front. I got a seat up front at the wedding and no other children got a seat up front at the wedding. It was only me. And I was sat next to my fake uncle Greg. And he told me if I wanted to close my eyes when my mom and my Aww. stepdad kissed, that was okay. We love fake uncle Greg. And I did. We love fake uncle Greg. Shout out. Shout out to fake uncle um, Greg. Th- this podcast episode is dedicated to all the fake uncles out there. Real aunts, fake uncles. Absolutely. So <laughs> just for funsies, as we're talking about the hustle and the bustle of the day of a wedding, it made me think of, have you ever seen the movie um, Four Weddings and a Funeral? Of course I have. With yes. Andy McDowell. Is that how she talks? <laughs> yeah, she's Australian. She's Andy McDowell. What? Margaret Qualley's mom? You look so confused. No, she's Southern. Yes, is Australian. She's very Australian. No, she's in um, – we're literally Googling this right right now. Australian? Andy McDowell. Yeah. Wait. Why can't I see where she was born? She, she is from bo- Gaffney, born? South Carolina. Oh. Have you what? ever heard her talk? <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> I thought Andy McDowell was born in Australia. The entire time. My entire life. That's insane. I really th- – this – no, I'm so yeah. sorry. What? Have you not heard her what? talk? Even when she tries not to do a southern accent – 
Yeah, she sounds no. she sounds Australian. Okay, I'm so sorry. This whole podcast has been derailed. I don't I just Listen, the sirens are going off in Los Angeles. They I, they're coming for me right now. I can't believe Okay, anyways, Wow, I really, really, truly thought Andy McDowell was Australian, oh, no. and now that she's, she's not, she was, she's not anymore. Okay, yes. I think the reason I'm wanting to bring this up is the whole movie. Hugh Grant famously, in four weddings and a funeral, doesn't want to get married. Famously, and famously. what happens this entire movie yes. is he is on the outside looking in on weddings. Hugh Grant is such a lonely girl. Hugh Grant, just as an entity, lonely girl. Yeah, and like, and it's also like forced loneliness because he could be quite a cad. He could be quite, but the way he stares at not Australian Andy McDowell, the way he stares at her with such, (laughs) the reason I think we all, (laughs) oh, Maddie, the reason I think we all, I can't believe so I cannot believe by that. We all have our things. We Maddie had to come up with a flaw eventually. The I think the reason that Hugh Grant yeah. captured the public's adoration from that movie is the way he stares at Andy McDowell with so much hopeless devotion and almost pathetic um incompetence of being able to put his love for her into words and his deep lust for her um famously mm. deepness and so oh. of course it makes us all think famously that the person we are waiting to hear that af- those affections spewed at us also is just overcome by how gorgeous we are. So anyways, that's my nomination for not the biggest lonely girl in the world, but I think as an observer of weddings, I kind of have hit it out of the park because famously it's called Four Weddings. And if you don't... Also, highly suggest that movie. Very, very good. I have a pitch that I think is going to blow your mind. Princess Diaries 2. Thank goodness Royal I watched that engagement. in the last two months. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like I think what I love about this film is it's sort of like what you get in in terms of like how it feels about weddings is it is the dichotomy within all of us of like there is there is sort of not within all of us. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are absolutely fine with never getting married ever, ever, ever. I think we're we're on we're we're in an age where like I know so many I have so many friends who are like, I do not care if I ever get married. There's a dichotomy within all of us about the sort of ceremony, the sort of like uh the 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 societal expectation to get married and the path that some of us can go on in terms of achieving this societal goal. And I think Mia and the Princess Diaries too is really at a crossroads between Mm -hmm. what she feels she has to do and what she truly wants. Um, And in this film, we get to see the all encompassing ceremony of not just the marriage, but the engagement, the courtship sliding down a staircase 
uh, karaoke with Julie Andrews. We have we have sort of a woman coming into her own as she takes on the ceremony of marriage without really leaning into the romance of it, which I feel like for a lot of brides can happen. You get so caught up in the ceremony that you you lose a lot of like the the reasoning behind it. And so I think there's something really beautiful about the fact that Mia doesn't actually end up getting married at the end of Prince's Diaries, too. She kisses Chris Pine with his big old forehead. And actually, Julie Andrews gets married. <laughs> it's so big. I do love it. So, like, Disney really loves, like, their twist villain, right? They sort of they sort of claim the archetype of the twist villain. I love a twist wedding. More twist weddings. <laughs> like where it's like, okay, so we're getting married and like, oh my gosh, if any, speak now or forever, hold your peace. And then it's like, oh my gosh, we can't get married. You and I are at the altar, but grandma, grandma, you, you and your bodyguard yes. have always really fucking had the hots for each other. You guys should just get married right now. Let's do it. When I you guys should just do it. Tell you <laughs> the sexual chemistry between Joe oh and God. Queen Clarice. Clarice is the most palatable fills the air. I'm surprised when I tell you all of the sexual tension in Princess Diaries, if you were to cut it all together, it's not even that much, but they have established a whole love oh. story together. And when it comes to the end, and then he says something along the like, you are like, whatever you wish my queen or whatever. And he sinks mm. back into professionalism and her lover disappears. And once again, standing before her is her humble servant. And you watch a part of her die. Do you – have you ever been at a wedding where, like, anything went awry between the bride and the groom? Hmm. Let me have a think. I don't think I have. Mm. I think it I, – I genuinely believe that that's never happened in real life. I don't think anyone has ever gone through the rigmarole of actually, like, having a wedding, going through with the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Having that whole, they're like, they're like, no, 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 no. Like, if I, if I have any doubt in my mind, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna fucking deal with this Later. after the ceremony's over because, like, I'm not gonna embarrass myself in front of all these people because mm. that's insane. It's actually insane. It Can you imagine? So embarrassed. I'm t- okay. I had a thought. Oh, okay. So we're talking about ceremony. Do you know who is in okay. contact with a future bride at least? Four times a day. Oh, is it you? Yeah. I interact with... Oh, my god! I interact with about 20 brides every single week, and then I'm in constant communication with them. Here's just wow. an insight. I have never had a bride, and this is just a fact, and I'm leaving it on the table. I have never had a bride bring up her fiancé without me prompting it. Oh, my god okay unpopular opinions i think weddings are incredibly unromantic Mm -hmm. i think weddings are incredibly romantic from the outsider perspective i i think for the bride and the groom there is nothing less romantic than having to plan a ridiculously expensive event 
That is having putting like, so much strain on your relationship. Having to cater to the whims of like your parents. Like basically you are you are melding your two generational traumas together and and saying this will cost $40,000 minimum. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the people that we know in our lives and most of them we don't care about are going to be there to witness this thing that at this point doesn't matter because you as a woman have rights and I as a man have rights. Mm-hmm. So the ceremony is sort of for funsies mm-hmm. and it does make it seem like I totally see why a bride would not mention their her fiance. And let me be clear, I am not anti-marriage or anti like I think weddings can be really fun. Mm-hmm. I just think they're fun for your guests. I or don't they- think they're fun for the bride and the groom. Okay. I just had a brilliant, beyond brilliant or idea. You ready? I <laughs> Yeah, think I'm ready. A wedding is a play. If you could I don't know if you'll be able to see this, um, but Rebecca and I are just sort of gasping at one another and covering our mouths. Mouths. Shock. And sort of pan in sort of pantomiming various stages of shock and awe. Yeah. We're voguing shock. <laughs> so no, that's so like weddings are a play. Mm-hmm. So and I okay, think so like, here's the thing. I was just at a wedding, and yes. um, Lizzie, as the was bride, I. Um, yes, we were. The weddings are on the brain. <laughs> um, and, but Lizzie is an actor, and yes. as an actor, she is a beautiful vessel to let her love channel through her Mm. and is the vessel to show the world what deep love looks like. Yes. It it was not a play in a fake sense. It means it was a moment for the world to witness. It was performance art. Yeah, it's – well, it's like it was a Christian ceremony, so it was them actually before God committing. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm not saying it's a fake – uh, like, no. but in a way, it was us witnessing, like a play. Um, mm-hmm. There were scripted lines, play, play. <laughs> no, there was and, a rehearsal and re- oh, rehearsal play. play. <laughs> it's not practice; it's, it's rehearsal. rehearsal. And there are costumes. Also, oh, oh, there are costumes. There are roles. Yes, flower girl, ring bearer. There are programs. There are programs. Come on. Play. It's a play. Weddings are plays. But I also think that like there is something about like the ceremony of something giving consequence to it in in like our sort of caveman brains. Mm. We – with with, throughout history, we are constantly creating – rites and rituals that affect like how we establish importance on things. Mm -hmm. And so I think weddings are the way that they are. Weddings, I think, are supposed to be fraught with tension Mm -hmm. and circumstance and moments for chaos. Um, But all in all are sort of mm, a thing that we we do because – it doesn't feel right unless we've 
done it. I would like to bring up, as you know what I'm about to say, I'm going to bring up Susan Sarandon. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Classically, I'm going to bring up Susan Sarandon. Okay, what's that movie? Guys, shut the she... fuck up. She's about to bring up Susan Sarandon. <laughs> what's that movie she did with that guy from Pretty Woman with J-Lo? It's not Dirty Dancing. Ballroom. Mm. Blitz? I hardly strictly, strictly ballroom. I have no idea what you're talking about. Shall we dance? It's fine. It's in Chicago, which is cool. Annie and I watched it together when I lived in Chicago, and we were in Chicago together. Um, and we were like, and what are movies in And that What? And that's, and that's Chicago. Chicago. Um, so at one point, so Richard Gere wants to leave. Yeah. He's having this sexual. Famously. Famously. In Chicago. <laughs> famously in Chicago. And that's Chicago all too. Roads lead, all roads lead back to Chicago. <laughs> all roads lead back to Richard Gere in Chicago. And Susan Sarandon knows he's feeling a certain way about his ballroom dancing teacher, J-Lo. And she says a marriage, okay. blah, 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 blah. But she says the thing about a marriage is you're witnessing each other's life because as you go through life, like so much of you exist and you go through and th part of the commitment is I'm here and I'm going to witness you. And I was like, that's so beautiful mm. because I have famously never been in a long-term relationship and no one has witnessed my life. I have beautiful friends mm. who are so invested and I think that's maybe why I create so much art is no one is here to witness it except for my fucking cat mm. but I think that is as Susan Sarandon said I think as a marriage is you guys committing to love and stuff but also just almost someone to validate that you exist I think the wedding is I to validate agree. this commitment the wedding is to validate. And also, it's a beautiful moment where everyone in your life gets to pour as much love as they are physically capable into. It's like a birthday times like a billion. And it is an opportunity yeah. for them to show love to you. I almost feel like, sure, it's you mm. two, like love, love. But I think it's also this so much communal love um, at the... I want to share this story about me. Um, <laughs> on the Friday before this, <laughs> I didn't know how to smoothly went in, go into that. <laughs> I would like to share this story about me. It's like, oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, really? Go ahead. Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, um, oh, oh, me? Huh? Stop everything. Me? Go ahead. All right. No, you. No, this. This is for you, Rebecca. Thank you. Tell your story. <laughs> but famously, I'm afraid of a club. And Maddie, you would be very proud of me. I went to three clubs on Friday night. I did really she well did. for the first two. I did really well. I liked it. I was dancing. And then we went to the third. And I was like, ooh, this is the kind I don't like. I immediately, like a guy this is came not up to me. Right. It was too loud, too loud, too loud. But the first two were fun. But it was all, it was myself and my little sister because it, it's not what we love to do, but we can do. And we gave into the yeah. alcohol. We gave into the music. And, but more than that, you, you we bought into the bit. 
We bought into the bit and we gave in to how much we loved Lizzie and we danced our asses off, but it was like in celebration mm. of her. Because I think if girls had been like, let's go out, and I was in the exact same club and I was the exact same amount of drunk, I would not have committed to having so much no. fun dancing in the same way it had been. I got to... Though I, you know, Lizzie was doing her own thing. I got to communicate how much I loved her by making her evening maybe a pinch better. By, well, Ed, can, I think it's, you know, it's method acting. It's all about the play. It's all about, about the performance. Once again, it was a play. And you, as a cast member, were researching your role. Mm -hmm. And you were committing to the character. Mm -hmm. And that's really really important when it comes to weddings which yeah in the email i received was they were looking for a good time gal and i was like i can play that okay so to round off this episode too i would say sort of bid goodbye to uh the episode at large i think we're gonna maybe do like a lightning round of within weddings Things that we say I do to and things that we say I don't to. No, I, um, I object. To weddings. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Things we say – yes, he says – okay, sorry. We're, we're, we're flipping the script. Things that we say I do to and things that we object okay. to. <laughs> so things that I say I do to at weddings um, – Lifting people up on chairs. Mm. Oh, my gosh. So fun. I do to that. Oh, my gosh. So fun. There is no – there is nothing more fun than lifting people up on chairs at any event, especially a wedding. I, I do to that. I, I do too. Um, the thing I object to so strongly, one of the most maybe ever, if anything, what I object to is when the bride and the groom shove cake in each other's faces. I oh I object to that I object I to it absolutely object to so, that I feel like the first time I saw it at a wedding as a kid I just started boiling in anger and I didn't even understand it was because the girl's makeup probably cost a few hundred dollars I just was like yeah this is this is what you're, you're gonna like this do? isn't read the room read the room. read the room oh, there's a time and a place yeah okay okay things that okay I object to. An obvious wedding playlist that the DJ puts mm -hmm. on. Like, play the hits. Play what people want. Mm -hmm. But, like, give us a little something that we're not expecting. Like, if you follow up I Want to Dance with Somebody by, like, the Cha-Cha Slide, then the Macarena, then um, Dancing Queen. That's – you're not doing your job. You are you are a living Spotify playlist. Yeah. And that – that's not okay. Mm-hmm. I object to that. I, I have a really good I, – I, where you're going to have to dig deep if you – I do or object to it. The the play and the pantomime of the best man patting his pockets and pretending like he doesn't have the ring. Do you – I do you know to what? that because you love a bit. I, I, you already know. I love a bit. I know. I, I do to that. I I do. Which I, I think is a curveball for some all. people because it's a silly bit. <laughs> you want to know what – okay, so here's a question. Do you object to 
a best man speech? There, because mm. for the most part, I have not heard, I've heard some out of the park uh, made of honor speeches. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever heard a great best man speech. How are you on speeches at weddings? I could do without them. I have heard good ones. I take it all back. What? I'm so sorry. I take it all back. I I just went to a wedding where there was the it was the 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 maid of honor mm-hmm. was um a, fr- a a friend from childhood named Ben. And it was quite possibly the best wedding speech I've ever heard in my entire life. Do you have any pointers? From ben because of, on yeah how to okay give a so good one. He, no I know exactly I know exactly what he did so he started it off so like first so they started with the parents first which I think is important mm-hmm. I don't think I think you want to go mellow and mm-hmm. end hard yeah. end big and I think your your sort of your peers are going to be able to end it on like a fun exciting note mm-hmm. your parents unless they're like literally professional comedians are not going to be able to do that um so the parents went first. And then it was sort of like out and out and out. And he I – w- I don't think he closed it out, but he was like closer to the end. And he started off by like giving this sort of like uh, – uh, uh, I just like never I, – I just – I'm not good at this. And then did like a full type five. Like fully brought the house down. It was it was concise. It was like uh, sentiment, 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 hard joke. Laugh, 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 sentiment. And it was it was so overwhelmingly good. People stood up and clapped. Like that's how good of a speech it was. And I do think it, there was an element of him, his energy was just like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Anyways, my name is Ben. Um, I'll be here until uh, – I'll be here till August. You can see me every night at 7 p.m. It was beyond – he also was dressed very nicely. Was he – So that's that's my takeaway. Do you think Ben was very successful for the rest of the evening because of this speech? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have something absolutely. I object to as a – almost Tell professional me. bridesmaid is that bridesmaids okay. are um like desperate horny losers yes i object yeah. to oh. that because I, I object to that i i just i've never been one and i never will be and i don't find it true and I would love to meet yeah. the love of my life in a bridal party. Um, how dreamy oh would gosh. that be? And it's never happened. Adorable. So that would be fabulous. And obviously I'd like that to happen. But I'm tired of that stereotype of girls saying, hey, you girl, you've committed money and time and effort and energy into this wedding. I bet so you're a desperate horny loser. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I'm busy. I bet you'll go home and with I like took your, this weekend yeah, off with the groomsman's. Sh- yeah, with his shitty friend from college. I bet you'll sleep with him in a heartbeat. I bet you'll sleep with anybody because you have no self-respect. Yeah, just because you're in a bridesmaid dress. Yeah, how dare I object? I object. 
Okay, so I object to um, like how big wedding dresses have to be mm. and like how hard it is to pee in them. Mm. I object to that. But do you know what I, I do too though? Is I know this sounds weird, but it's in movies. But when my best friend Annie and I, she needed to pee in her wedding dress. So you went. And I held the train. And I'm not saying it was like, yeah, "Yeah, yes. But I was, both of us just kind of knew it was important. There is a special place for the bridesmaid who holds your train while you very vulnerably pee. Okay, so I I have an I do. I have an I do too, and I think this, this will be a great way to close out the episode. Right. I do to the little ceremony of holding sparklers as the bride and groom run into their car mm-hmm. and everyone goes, woo, and they drive away from the ceremony and everyone left over just parties their ass off. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite part of the wedding when the bride and groom leave. <laughs> because then you know, you're like, it's not about them anymore. No. It's not about them anymore. It's about me. It's about me. I'm the most important person here. And I do love – I love anything with sparklers. Yes. Anything where pyrotechnics are involved, I think that is just – that is just the peak of human um, ceremony invention. I uh, Just wonder. You got to light it I on fire. I love the end of a wedding. I I do to the end of a wedding. And that is – it's the curtain falling, bringing it back to Ooh. the lonely girl-ness. Of, and famously, if you've ever felt the need – so you thought we would answer bride and groom lonely girl? Well, we'll just leave you with this. A wedding is a play. And if you've ever felt the need to do a play <laughs> – To be in a play? You're a lonely girl. girl. If you've ever been in a play, Mm -hmm. if you've ever wanted to be in a play, um, if you've ever seen a play and thought, I could do that, you're a lonely girl. Either you're a lonely girl or there is something lonely in you crying out. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You're you're reaching your your lonely hand is reaching out to be held and validated. Um, and on that note, we're going to light our sparklers and mm. woo girl our ways to the end of this episode about mm. weddings. Uh, Rebecca, if our listeners yes. want to make a commitment to you um, as as a as a sort of social media presence, where mm. can they find you online? Okay, on Instagram, I am Rebecca Botter. At TikTok, I'm Botter Rebecca. I'm better on Instagram. And then uh, where can they find you, Maddie? Um, They can say they do to me on Instagram at Turner Madeline and on TikTok at Madeline Turner. I literally do not care. I'm desperate for attention. Follow me anywhere. Yes. Um, Rebecca, is there anything else we want to say before the episode closes out? Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you all lonely girls for listening. Please do not forget to rate and review and subscribe in honor of my favorite podcast. I'm now going to just thank our five-star reviewers because I want them. I want more so badly. I want them more than anything. This is me telling you, give me more. I just... Okay, if you guys leave a five-star review, Mm -hmm. we will... 
read your name mm-hmm. on the podcast. We maybe even the review, and mm-hmm. we'll give you a compliment. Okay, so first we've got five course gumball. Um, and I just want to say you were the first one, so you were going to be the first in our heart forever. And at the end, five course said, yeah. um, sign me up, cowboy, which is the coolest way to end a, uh, a mm. note. The next is Haley Swordot. Your first, your first place. Your first place. Haley Swordot is, um, actually I, I know Haley and I don't mean to be biased, but she is the best person <laughs> in the entire world. Callan says, I am here for this content. I'm also there for this content. I'm also over there for this content. Um, <laughs> oh, Callan. Callan, we love you. And then now I have- We really do love Callan. We do. And then just name CS, Paul D1. Um, oh, I love this one. Feel like I found two new friends in Rebecca and um, and Maddie. Or Madeline. I we love and you. And the other one. And and the other one. We love you. <laughs> and then also forever and ever, Maggie, thank you so much for leaving a review. I love you so damn much. And you know this. And mm. I hope you're having a great day. And that's and I love you more, Maggie. Yeah, I know. She's trying to steal my first friend away from me. It's working. Madeline mm-hmm. is great. Okay, so thank you so much. Um Please leave us a five-star review. We will give you a shout-out at the end and um, because we want them. And also, we love you guys. we need them. We literally need them. Thank you so much. Uh, we would marry all of you if we could. Um, remember, stay lonely, Rebecca, but not alone. Love you. Bye. Bye.